the most action-packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young. Want to know what your competitors are up to? Serving as an essential ad and marketing intelligence platform, Social Peta covers advertising data from over 80 global ad networks across 70 countries and regions. And they have more than 300 enterprise clients. You might have heard of a few, including Google, Tencent Games, NetEase Games, and so much more. Learn more by visiting socialpeta.com. That's socialpeta.com. Prevent your users from believing that horrible one-star rating. HelpShift offers the easiest way to collect user feedback, bug reporting, and more without users ever having to leave your app. Plus, you can even get a customizable help center and unlimited FAQs. And the best part, it's all free. Get started today by going to helpshift.com slash appmasters. That once again is helpshift.com slash appmasters. Masters. What is up, App Nation? Welcome to this amazing webinar all about mobile games growth. Now, I've brought on two experts to talk about the full scope of the mobile gaming space. We got Fiber, who's going to talk all about monetization and UA. We got Social Peta, who's going to be talking about what's really working from the advertising standpoint, what popular game genres there are, what are the popular UA creatives and all that stuff. So I feel like this is going to be the action-packed webinar. And if you got any questions, obviously leave it in the the webinar comments as well. So joining us from the Fiber side, we've got Ido Hofstetter. He's the Director of Publishers Account Management at Fiber, a digital tribune company. Ido has been a business leader for over five years and is an expert in the ad monetization space, app monetization space, especially for gaming companies. Now, in case you were under a rock, Fiber was acquired by Digital Tribune in 2021 alongside Ad Colony and is part of Digital Tribune's independent mobile growth platform for advertisers, publishers, carriers, and OEMs. If you haven't been following along, all that really means is they got a full suite of monetization and UA solutions. Ido, welcome. Uh, yeah, digital, just a, a little thing, digital turbine. Oh, what did I say? Yeah. What am I saying? Tribune, but it's, Tribune. it's all good. What the hell am I doing? Okay, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> There's no second take on this. So I, digital turbine, I apologize. Ido from Digital Turbine. Ido, what's got you most interested in the the at the monetization space? Monetization is it moves so quickly, right? Everything moves so fast. Every day, someone gets acquired. Uh, one of the most interesting things that have been going on recently is the brand. Brand is coming into the gaming space, in-app gaming space. We see more and more brand buyers. We see the big names, the food companies, jewelry, cars. A lot of these are going into in-app. It's not anymore only other apps, UA, other performance uh, buyers. Now we see a lot, a lot of brand. And obviously a lot of these brand buyers, they have a lot more money than another big studio who spends on UA. 
Is there anything, so when you're talking about brands, you're saying brands are advertising in the mobile game space. Is there anything that we can do as a developer to make sure that we start highlighting some of these brands or what's the best way, knowing this knowledge, what's the best way that we can do something actionable that we can do with this knowledge? So basically, sometimes the brand buyers, they, they tend to buy for slightly lower prices than the UA buyers. However, they, um, when you look at churn and your retention rate, so when you see, when a user sees an ads by, for instance, Coca-Cola, there is a smaller chance that it will churn, right? Because it's not going to go and play one of their competitor games. And therefore, working with networks that can offer brand is a key for the success. It's part of the diversification of, uh, of your um, ad suite. And obviously, there's once they see success, once the brand buyers, the agencies, they see more and more success and in uh, monetization, they will spend more money. Are there any ad units that we can be utilizing to make sure we show up some of these brands too? Um, definitely. So brand is all over the place that you can see them and you can see more and more brand come into rewarded video. So if you're familiar with rewarded video, so basically you get a certain reward for doing something inside the app. Um, normally rewarded video tends to be um, the format, one of the priciest formats out there. Right. So and you get a certain virtual currency for your action for watching a video. We see more and more brands going into this space of the rewarded video. We see we see brand into interstitials as well, as well as video interstitials. A user can see a nice video of Coca-Cola or other big companies. And then it causes them to engage. We've always been seeing um, a lot of brand under uh, banners. So on banner ads, uh, normally the bottom of the of the screen, there's a lot of brand there as well. They've been, basically they've been buying for quite high prices. So under brand under banners, they always are able to compete really well with uh, the performance buyers. I like it. Hey, Ido, you know, measuring the success of and the efficiency of your monetization, what are some of the best practices in optimizing your monetization stack? Right. So basically, we always say you must test everything, right? So we have a certain feature uh, on Fairbit and Fiber Fairbit called the multi-testing, and there you're able to test bidding. So today, you know, one of the biggest things that have been happening in, in our industry is uh, we've seen more and more networks go into bidding. But yet you want to know if you're actually making more money. Are you actually increasing your ARP DAO when you go into bidding? So we're able currently to run up to five variants where we're able to see waterfall versus bidders and get a better understanding whether or not we're able to increase uh, the actual ARP DAO of the, of the publisher. Um, we can also split it by percentage and do some other kind of tests. But the idea is test as much as possible. Mm. Automation, right? So, you know, the waterfall, we've all known the waterfall for so many years. We see a lot of the networks going into bidding, but there's a lot, a lot of manual work. And therefore, we have a lot of uh, tools that will help to automate for to create all the instances 
and to and to monitor a lot a lot is going into automation basically bidding is automation as well of the waterfall so we see this uh, is a very big thing that has been happening recently and most important or one of the most important is transparency do i know do i know what is going on inside my mediation layer is my mediation competing with me if i'm a game developer do i know if the mediation is competing with me are they fishing out some of the, my users to go into their own gaming platforms some of the competitors of fiber they have their own gaming um, uh, studios does it make sense to own a gaming studio and yet to be a mediation layer we at fiber we create a lot of tools that will show transparency it will show the developer exactly what happens in the waterfall it's not just a black box there's a lot of reporting layers helps the, the developer to make decisions. What I want to hit on a couple of things, Ido. What kind of decisions? Like, all right, we understand this data. Sometimes here's what I feel about data is like, what the hell do I do with this? This is a lot of data. How do I go through it and make the proper decisions? So what kind of decisions are you helping developers make? For instance, refresh rates, right? You want to show the user, you want to show the user an ad for 10 seconds or you want to show him for 11 seconds or 12 seconds, you should be able to A-B test all these things in real time. Maybe it makes sense to show in a certain country a 10 seconds um, ad and in a different one, only 11 seconds. There's so many tests to do. How many instances should you offer for each and every one of the networks? Should you offer them five? Should you offer them six? Do you reach latency? There are a lot, a lot of questions that you know that can help the the, the developer to increase his arc DAO. And then in the multi-test frame, so I'm gonna ask like a newbie type of question, but is it testing different ad units or is it testing what you were talking about? Like, hey, how you're getting paid? Like the EC, I'm assuming it's ECPM, regarded when you're talking about bidding and the what's the other word that you use but is that what waterfall. we're testing here waterfall bidding so it's like the mechanism that you're getting the highest ecpm versus like the ad units what are we testing here well there there you know it's a very good question you can test lots of things that's the the cool part about it you can you can take a certain network and you can check it on uh bidding versus non-bidding because most of the networks they were able to buy under a waterfall um method before the bidding part but yeah, there, there's so many tests that you, you can do, you, you know, like you think of latency because right at the end, the user, he wants to see an ad. So how long does it take until the user sees an ad? And therefore, if you, you know, you want to have a lot of calls, a lot of instances inside the waterfall, what happens if you have five instances versus seven instances? How do you increase the ARP DAO of, um, of the, the, the developer? Got it. And then what, if you had to just pick one, you know, and put you on the spot, if you had to just pick one, one of the first tests you should start to really increase your monetization, what would that, what would that first test be for you? Well, I think, you know, I think I would go to diversification. I would keep on testing everything. You know, you think of like what kind of a developer you are, what kind of games are you creating? Are you, um, are you hyper casual where you show quite a few ads and quite a few formats do you have like a strategy game a mid-core game where you might show only rewarded video and the offer wall so the offer wall is um 
is another really cool tool that we have, OfferWall Edge, where you can show there are certain offers and you complete an offer and then you get in exchange for a certain virtual currency in the game. So, I mean, you know, it's like, we, we do know that a lot of users, they spend money or some of the users they spend money, but not all the users are spending money in IAP inside the game. And yet we want to give, the, the developer wants to give all the users a certain abilities to succeed in the game. He wants the users not to get only to level one to three. He wants to have the users continue and engage and have very long retention with the game. And therefore, for certain users, certain users are never gonna spend any money. And these kind of users, they might be using more the offer wall or the rewarded video in order to continue with the game. Hey, you know, one thing I wanted to talk to you about is that I'm going to a newer game developer out there who's, you know, saying, hey, look, I just launched and, you know, there's all these ad creatives that have to do. Is there one that you're like, hey, you know, if you're just starting out and you want to get, you want to start advertising, you got some budget, you can do all these. But is there like a couple that you're like, hey, you know, start with these and this should get you most of the way there? Well, it really depends on what kind of developer you are. So, you know, if we start, the easiest would be to start with the hyper casuals because mm -hmm. the hyper casual tend to work with, uh, they, they work with a rewarded video and they work with uh, full screen uh, video and banner. Mostly the hyper casuals, they don't really offer any kind of proper virtual currency, but just for the continuity of the game, like, you know, you, you play a certain game, you fall, you die, and then you can, you get another life. Right, so th that's where the rewarded video will come into place. So if you're like this kind of publisher with a lot of your, or maybe all of your revenue, it comes in from ads, then I would suggest, you know, trying all the three, the rewarded video, the full screen interstitial video and the banner. Now, if you are more of a casual game, like uh, um, match three, it's very common or, um, card game word game then these are what we call as casual games a lot of these casual games they it depends how much they rely on in-app purchase versus uh in-app ads and then it depends they either might use the 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 same three like the hyper casuals or they will just use the banner or the interstitial it depends how much uh they want to interfere with the gameplay the interesting part, if you go to a bit the, um, the deeper games, like the games that, you know, when you download them, it takes all the battery from your phone. <laughs> uh, the, <laughs> the kind of games that, yeah, it makes your, your phone really slow. So these, they mostly rely on in-app purchase. Sometimes it can be um, 80% uh, for in-app purchase and the rest will be um, ads. Sometimes it can be even more like 95, 95% in-app purchase. Um, and like I said before, the problem with these kind of publishers is they, they, they have a certain percentage of users who will actually spend money in the game, which can be like, you know, 5% will be not bad. And then like a 1% will be whales and maybe 10% uh, will ever, you know, ever spend any money in the game. Like, what do you do with all the rest of these, all these, the rest of these users? How do you let them enjoy the game? They want to continue. They want to play the game. They will advertise the game. And for these kind of users, you want to show the rewarded video and the offer wall. The offer wall is very cool because 
um, when you are rewarded video, it's, you know, it's a matter of like 30 seconds, maybe 35 seconds, depends if you, you go into an end card. The offer wall, in order to complete an offer, it's slightly more uh, difficult. It takes a bit longer, but then you get a lot more virtual currency for it. Basically, it's kind of a bit like working, right? But, it, but fun working because you can, for instance, download an app and then play another game and reach a certain level. So we classify, we classify the different offers. There's an easy offer and there is a hard offer. And you as a user, you can decide which kind of offer you would like to complete. But it works very well with the game, especially on more of the heavier games, but yet you can see them on casual games as well. Some of the match three or puzzle games, they will still have an offer wall, which can be integrated well. As, and we see these. Banners, huh? Just, banners was like a popular thing. I was like, wow, banners still working. I remember talking to Christian Calderon, who at the time he was the CRO of Ketchup, and he was saying like our number two most moneymaker ad unit was banner ads. And I was like, holy cow, that's insane. And so it's pretty interesting. We thought banners were dead. No, banners are like super big. We see more and more publishers, developers asking about banners. Basically, you know, it's not really intrusive, right? I mean, it's it's in the bottom of the screen. No. They're cheaper, but you know, if you have a long game, a long puzzle game, they can they flash and flash and flash and flash, and then you basically you get paid for each and every one of these refreshes. Yeah. So and they're mostly brand. They're very very brand orientated. It's really worthwhile checking the banner. Con like I said before, you constantly need to test. You need to test all the time. You need to diversify. You need to look for the new thing. And the banner is, is you know, it's coming back. It's come, we hear a lot, many, many students asking for this now. When you're talking about the refresh rate, you know, I said, I asked you, hey, what should you be testing? You said 10, 10 seconds, 11 seconds. You're primarily talking about the banner, right? Yes, yes. Okay, good, all right. <laughs> I am following along, look at me. You know, anything I missed on your end that you want to make sure we, we talk about before we say goodbye? Um, no, just like, you know, I'll constantly test, make sure that, you know, when you work with a mediation layer, that you know exactly what is happening. It's not a black box, um, that you get a lot of that, that you diversify with brand, with different formats, keep testing new things, keep testing um, new formats and new networks. And, uh, and, you know, if you don't test, if you don't move on quickly, then in this industry, it's, you know, things move very fast and, you know, you, you must move quickly. To the audience and to those who might be listening on the podcast, it is fiber.com, F-Y-B-E-R. If you want a full suite of UA and monetization solutions, if you want access to those amazing brands that Ido was talking about, go check out fiber.com. Ido, if the audience wants to connect with you in any other way, do you want to send them anywhere else besides fiber.com? Um, I think, I think they'll find, find their way, but I can also share my email and, uh, they can reach me out. Definitely. Guys, cause I messed up last earlier. It is fiber digital turbine company, digital turbine. I should just, just I should just be a cool kid and call it DT like everybody else was doing, but digital turbine. Thank you guys for joining. We will see you guys next time. Bye. Tired of overpaying for app store optimization? Get unlimited ASO and app marketing support to increase your keyword rankings, downloads, and more importantly, your revenue. 
Learn more at asomasters.com. Thanks for listening to the App Masters podcast. For show notes and amazing app marketing content, check out appmasters.co.